A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. Uh, episode number 110, Christmas week special. Yes. Sorry it's a day late, everybody. Um, it's my fault before you start blaming Guy. I was off yesterday playing golf with some pals. We didn't, we could have done it before the weekend, but it just didn't quite work out, so we decided to push it a day later. I don't think that apology is big enough, really. All right. For the flack I got in the group yesterday on Facebook. I announced on Facebook yesterday that the podcast was a day late. And everyone's like, guy, you got one job. Da, 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 da. And it was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, well, it's because Rick was off gallivanting with his mates playing golf. <laughs> but we wanted to do it because obviously it so much went on over the weekend with Tiger and Charlie and other stuff that might have happened. <laughs> Mainly Tiger and Charlie. Yes. Uh, where should we start today, Guy? Um, first thing I'd want to actually start with, weirdly, is something that's not that positive, but we need to be addressed. Okay. Giveaway scams. Ooh. It's stressing me out. So we've done recently on the main YouTube channel, on Rick's main YouTube, there's been loads of giveaways for drivers, for irons, for all sorts. And there's been a number of accounts people have been setting up, horrible people have been setting up, with a Rick Shields logo. Yeah, which is not hard to do. You can just Google it if you want to. It takes two seconds. And the username isn't Rick Shields Golf or anything like that. It'll be like plus three one five nine six two da 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 WhatsApp me. And they'll be commenting back to people saying, you've won the giveaway. WhatsApp me on the number yes. above. Which obviously, in my well, it's, in my eyes, it's obvious. Not for everybody, but it's, it, it isn't real. It's not you. We've had an influx of messages saying, is this you, Rick? You know, can't, I can't believe I've worn this. is amazing. But deep down, they must think, oh, this looks a bit shady. Yes. Well, anyway, if you WhatsApp that number, you get a response, which is not me. It's not me doing this. And they were, they were asking you for $50 shipping fee. Which again is not me. It is a scam. Do not send money. And there's also I've seen yesterday. There's another account that was actually called Rick Shields Golf this time. So it, that looked quite genuine, even though there's no tick next to it. Which your account will always have a tick either blue on other socials or grey on YouTube. And the comment back was like, "Invest in Bitcoin or whatever." And again, it's it's obviously not Rick. So if you are lucky enough to ever win a giveaway, there the comment you would receive will be off Rick Shields Golf with a grey tick. And it'll be, hopefully, very obvious it's the real Rick and not these horrible, pesky scammers. Yeah, so be aware. Please don't fall for it. Um, you know, I would never ask you for money for shipping. I'll never ask... Well, I'll never ask you for money. No. Yet. Just just all we ask for is to like, <laughs> subscribe, joke. and comment down below. And that's all free. So, yeah, yeah. do not get scammed. Uh, giveaway winners will be announced. End of the year. We've got a few on the run at the moment. Um, one recently where I'm giving five drivers away if we can ideally try and hit two million subscribers mm. it's going to be tight for the end of the year if not impossible but still hope where's the wills away just one more note as well on giveaways i saw somebody else on the on your main facebook page of the day they commented i saw you commented back saying about how i never see the, the giveaway winners announced are they genuine Yes, the genuine. Yes. I deal with them, you deal with them on the emails, the genuine. The reason we don't always put them out is because if we pick a winner for a giveaway and we announce it that John Smith has won the giveaway, out of the blue, we'll get 50 people who've got an email, johnsmith1 at gmail.com, email and say, oh, I'm John Smith, I've won. Yeah. It's either people who are also called John Smith genuinely by mistake or it's people obviously making up fake accounts. Yeah. Then so after we've... we've to verify it. Got a very, yeah, they've got to send an actual screenshot of, a, of the comment they got back and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes people just don't want to be 
have yeah. the name read out for whatever reason. Sometimes we'll ask them, do you mind us announcing that you've won? And some people say no. Like, they yeah. don't want to be announced on the world of social media yeah. that they've won a prize. So, you made a really good point. Go on. And I think this is summarises it really good. The lottery takes place every single week. Yeah. And somebody wins it every single week. But you don't know who wins yeah. it. But you still believe it's true. Yeah. It, it happens. It, it, yeah. Which is so true. So giveaways do happen, just that you don't always see it, and for multiple reasons. But speaking of giveaways, we a couple of weeks ago <laughs> we ran this this giveaway for this exclusive, quite literally, money cannot buy Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast Driver Head Cover. Yes, look at that, our winner. Just feel it and tell me out of ten how good it feels. I'm going to go for a nine. Uh, it's could, plush. Could be better. <laughs> no, it is. It's actually it, it if, good quality. If that came on a modern ha- head cover, you would be on a driver. Yes, you would be calling out and head covers really good. It's fantastic. It, it's like thick. It's it's what you almost like the same quality used to get on really expensive PSG drivers. It was. Until they started making cheap. We've seen they started making package sets. Yeah, no, we need to get one. Um, but yeah, really nice quality. We've got a winner for it. We have. So we asked people to. There's several ways you could enter it. You could either um, rate on Apple Podcasts, which was a great way of entering. Sadly, not everybody uses Apple Podcasts or other platforms. Or you could enter on uh, the, the, the YouTube channel, which is the Rick Shields Golf Show, or whatever way. And you could email us as well with your kind of screenshot of proof that you've done so. Yeah. Pick one at random, just literally skim through and just pick the guy. He was called Mike O'Malley. Nice. Well done, Mike. And he's been, I've obviously got his email, so I've emailed him back. So it'll be the genuine Mike will get back to me and we'll ship that out wherever he is in the world. Amazing. So, well nice done. one, Mike. Um, something exciting coming in the new year. Mm. I am. Um, participating in a not a challenge that's the wrong term isn't it but 24 hours in my favorite place your favorite place the listeners and viewers favorite place saint andrews scotland the home of golf yes it's gonna be good it is gonna be very good so friends of the podcast mastercard reached out and said rick you're the best person in the world at golf. Thanks. And I said, mm, yeah, he's okay. But they wanted to, they, they've got some really good initiatives around the Open next year. Yeah. And it's called Priceless, Priceless St. Andrews, where there's some really amazing kind of experiences that are very, very unique to the town of St. Andrews. And they're all kind of exclusive for MasterCard holes and things like that. So we're going, yeah. you're going yeah. to spend 24 hours in the town and we've got some exciting things lined up. So we've plotted plotted it from start to finish, exactly what I'm what I'm going to do, and that video will be hitting your screens early next year. Should we give a little bit of an insight of roughly what we've what we're planning? Um, a stay in our favourite hotel in the world, yes, St Andrew's Old Course Hotel, yes. A meal in a seafood restaurant, yes. Golf on not just one, not two, but maybe three golf courses. Yes. That sounds pretty epic. Um, Putting on a rooftop terrace. Yes. Drinks, food, maybe a subscriber meetup. Yes. In a pub. In a pub. <laughs> Drinks are on me. Um, lots of exciting things coming. And I'm thinking as well, whilst we're there, we've got to go shopping for clubs again. We've got to go See if shopping. we can find a little second-hand goodies, bits yeah, and bats. We've got to spend some money. So it should be very good. So that's going to be with MasterCard next year. Obviously, really excited for that. Um but like I said, and we kind of mentioned it on the podcast a few times about how good St. Andrews is, but genuinely, it is the best place in the world if you're a golfer. Best place in the world. Do you think you'll world. ever get bored of that walk, like kind of down the side of 18? No. I don't, I, there's, there's a property, an apartment that's behind the 18th hole. It's up in like the old kind of student block, and it's amazing. The views are absolutely amazing. I mean, it's ridiculous money. It's like tens of millions, but it's worth it because I think the views are just amazing. Yeah. I need to get a tissue. Um, sorry about that. Rick just went off to wipe his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a cold. It's not COVID, anybody. I've been tested. Because um, colds still exist in the no, world. Yeah, there's only COVID. They do. Because um, I think why I, I've got a cold guy, I played golf in the cold yesterday. Let me guess. There's no cameras there. She shot 75 million under par. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. It is. Because I seem to play good golf without cameras on. <laughs> what? So you mean that when there's no cameras and no pressure of two million people watching, you actually play well? Believe it or not. So I played St. Anne's Old Links. Nice. Um, it was, for me, the friendliest golf course you can play in the winter. Yes. When there's no wind, 
So it's not ridiculous. So it's where we did. I've done a break seventy five there before. It's where you recently saw Luke Willett play speed golf around there. It's a Lynx golf course. It's it's kind of next door neighbours Royal Lytham. Dan Webster's been on the podcast. James Robinson is kind of based there and Lytham Golf Academy. Um, and yeah, I played really well. <laughs> what did you have? <laughs> so we played in. There were six of us that went. We all had Christmas jumpers on. That's why I think I've got a cold at the moment because I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't completely wrapped up in what I should be. Such witty banter, that, isn't it? Six of you <laughs> Christmas jumpers, such banter. Um, we got a party bus. <laughs> Did you so, really? So we ordered the party bus from Mia. So a mate of mine picked me up from my house, drove me to Mia. That's a bit Six of, of out of the way, then go back Oh, up yeah, to... but I didn't want to miss out. Right. I, I got FOMO. Loaded the minibus up. This minibus was for 16 of us. Mm-hmm. There were six of us. Right. So we had lots of space. Golf bags, change of clothes, Christmas jumpers, maybe a few beverages. Yeah. Several beverages. Party bus, music blaring, bit of banter, all the way to Lytham. Okay, got there <laughs> for about 10 o'clock. Um, On the hill already? Yeah, we started from about 8.45. That's unnecessary, that. So, <laughs> and I, I must admit, I'm not a great... Normally, when I've drunk and play golf... It doesn't always go my way. Right. It seems very popular in America, doesn't it? Yeah. Over here, we just don't seem to do it. Yeah, because drinking in America, there's something quite, like, aspirational about it. You're on, like, a really warm, lovely golf course. There's, like, a cart girl coming around with a really ice-cold Bud Lights, and it just feels, like, so cool. And over here, you're walking onto the first tee with a shandy bass or something. It's, like, freezing. It's not... <laughs> so, uh, we got there. Um, let's say six of us. We threw the balls up. I played with uh, my really good pal, John Beasley who plays off actually plus six, he's a really good player, and another mate of ours, uh, Lloyd, and then there was other three of them that played behind us. So get this, this is an amazing guy, okay? We thought, well, what format can we play? Well, let's play let's play an individual Stableford, nice right. and friendly, but let's also, as the two teams of three, play combined total Stableford scores. Nice. Okay? So it's not two from four, two from three or anything, all three scores count on every single hole, Okay? With you. You won't believe what happened, though. No. Right. So I, I I must admit, I played really well. I think I figured out something by pitching. Go on. Drinking. Yeah. Helps. <laughs> no, genuinely, I was doing slow-mo swings, pitching, and pitched it ridiculously well. That's like, literally feeling like I was going in slow motion. It wasn't, and I was hitting these unbelievable pitch shots. Mm. I didn't hold the world. I didn't hold anything, in fact. However, I still managed to get six birdies. Wow. Three bogeys. Nice. Finished three under par. Oh, my days. I birdied the last two to finish three under. That's really good golf. Um, while drinking on the way around. And also, you know my Open Cup? Yeah. The one that you, we got from the Open? Yeah. That's my name on it. That was my drinks uh, container for the day. What were you drinking in that? Estrella. Nice. So, anyway, long story short, I played really well. So, I finished off, I played off scratch. So, I ended up with 39 points, Stableford. Mm. Okay. My mate John Beasley shot three under par as well. So me and him shot three under. He plays off whatever, plus six, but his handicap for the day was plus five. So he ended up being two over par. Oh, doesn't seem fair, does no, it? it's not. Doesn't. And then my other mate who played in our group shot 35 points. So you, yeah, okay, I'm with you. You had 36, 34, 35. 39. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. 34, yeah, of course, 35. Yeah. I'm with you. So collectively, we shot level par. Right. So the scores for three, three handicapped, Everyone playing for handicaps 108, right? Yeah. So we thought, we've blitzed this. There's no chance they're going to do the same. Not even close, right? Because I thought anything over 100 is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. They come in, they're finishing off. The three other guys are slightly higher handicappers. Not massive, but like playing like the teens and stuff, handicaps. They've come in. First guy, 34 points. Okay. Next guy, 35 points. Thinking, hold on. Last guy, 39 points. They had exactly the same points as us. Oh, my word. 108, 108. So we worked off a count-back playoff. We won it on a count-back playoff, and then it was me versus the other 39-pointer. We both had 18 points going out, 21 points coming back in, but I I went par birdie birdie the last three, so I won on, on the last three, last three whole playoffs. Oh, my word. <laughs> How mad is that? That's ridiculous. So, yeah, I played pretty well. So, so what time did golf finish at then? Golf finished at three. Then more pints. We had a, we had a quick scoop in the... in the. Oh, this was a funny story, actually. Quick scoop in the um, clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. 
they had a Santa thing coming in, so they had loads of kids turning up, so we got out there pretty sharpish. Yeah. But I was literally walking out, and a guy on in a mask comes up to me and goes, Hi, Rick. So I think I oh, must like, be a bit of a fan or whatever. He says, You're, You don't recognize me, do you? I think, Oh, God, who is this? I've not, I've not, I've not got, got a mask on. Use the mask excuse. Literally, I said, oh, I, I can't tell with your mask. Took his mask, mask off. <laughs> Thinking, I, oh, no idea. I can't tell with your top on. <laughs> <laughs> literally, no idea who this guy is. And I'm thinking, Oh, God, this is awkward. I said, Oh, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who you are. I'm Buddy Robbo's dad. Ah. Uh, James Robinson's dad. Yeah. I've met him once. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you weren't going to remember him straight <laughs> Not away. really. So anyway, he was uh, he was good fun. Um, and then went into um, Lytham. Mm-hmm. Had a meal book. So the party bus stayed there all day. Bloody hell. Picked us back up. We drove into Lytham. Went to a lovely restaurant called Lytham House. Having a nice bit of food, nice steaks, bit of red wine, a few beers. Having a good time. The party bus is waiting for us for when we want to go as well. And uh, so I'm there. I thought, let's have a dessert. Why not, eh? Let's have a little cheeky dessert. Anyway, comes out. The chef hand delivers the dessert. And he put this on it. Oh, my days. Like and subscribe. Let's go two million. So I don't know if you can see that on that camera. So literally came out with a dessert and written on it in chocolate. Like and subscribe. Let's go two million. And then he said, "Oh, Rick, by the way, I've entered a few giveaways. Any chance I'm gonna have a driver? Did you not know him? Oh, obviously, he didn't. You just was a fan. He was just a fan. I didn't realize that he. How did he see you if he was in the back? Someone must have told him. All right. But you know what? It's quite annoying. Still charge me for that. Oh, dessert. how dare he? If anything, he should have been paying you for being in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, all good fun. So two things. I feel like you've got a very organised group of friends who actually organise all that stuff. I did it. You did it all. I did everything. I, I genuinely, I mean that. I booked the minibus, booked the golf, booked the restaurant. So it sounds like you had a great time. Um, I just feel bad for listening that our podcast delayed a day because of that. Well, I feel bad because I shot sixty-eight. So uh. it doesn't really count when I don't see it. <laughs> I feel like I can't. Like if I was with a guy, I played really well. I stare it. When I'm not there, it's like, oh, did you, play, did you cheat somehow? I did play you, really well. What, do you, what did you do to cheat to suit that score? He must have cheated. Cheat. Yeah, come on. <laughs> a little bit of cheating. No one's, no one's bothered. A little I bit. I missed the world. Did you play preferred lies. Per- play preferred no, lies. No, it doesn't count, does it? Really? Yeah, play off whites? No. Yellows? There's only yellows out. Oh, it's all coming out. It's all <laughs> coming out. So, what happened was we played yellows, preferred lies, and you get five, mul- only five, but five mulligans per hole. <laughs> and give us inside six feet. No, it's still a good score. It was a, what I was saying, though, it was super friendly golf. Yeah. Like, that is exactly what you want with yeah. a bunch of mates. It's a bit of a cold day or whatever, but it was just really nice. It wasn't a massive test. Certainly after playing JCB a few weeks ago. Going to somewhere like that, I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, I think, though, in that, and obviously St. Anne's is a really nice course, and it's a, like I said, in winter, it's so good condition. But in that environment, when you're playing with a few mates, you could have played anywhere. Yeah, and that's a class laugh, wouldn't that it? Like, even a really wet, boggy course, you'd still have had a great time, I bet. You know, the thing I was only gutted about is I kind of sometimes wish you could play more than fours. Yeah. I wish we could play it in six. What, for the kind of camaraderie? Yeah, because there were six of us. You don't think it would actually get a bit str- like, tedious, though, like on the tee of a par three, like might six do. of you hitting off? Yeah, it might do, actually. Just sometimes frustrating when it's like a a, a, a weird number of people. Mm. Like I hate five. And five yeah. would be the worst, of course. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like three and a two. Yeah. Like, say, where three and three was just about okay. Uh, but yeah, all good time. Um, what else happened? I lost my towel. My all right, okay. Towel. All That's right. out there somewhere. Everyone finds it. There will be an influx of people now going up the M6 at Pace trying to go to St. Anne's to find that towel. <laughs> um, yeah, all good fun. Very good. Well, on the weekend, I um, watched some golf, which I don't always do, but I could not, and I know you did, watch the PNC. Is it oh, the PNC? Yeah, yeah. yeah, PNC, which I didn't realise, actually, because I'd never heard of the PNC until about three years ago when little John Daly played for the yeah. fun of the first times, and from then it feels like it's got low, obviously since, last, since then it's gone massive, partly because of Charlie Woods, who yes. we'll talk about in a second. But the PNC, you have to have won either it's a major or the players to be able to play in it. I, don't, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. why Ian Poulter's not playing and stuff. You have to have won a major or the players' championship, oh, I believe. Oh, that's quite And that's good. why Nelly Corder can play. She's won a women's major. Ah, VJ Singh, your friend of mine, VJ Singh and Cass Singh, I think it is his son, were playing. There was John Daly and John Daly II. There was Tiger and Charles. There's a guy called Tiger Woods, I think he's called. And, yeah, and yeah. Charles Woods. I think he's, he's Charlie's. <laughs> Dad. Yes, he is. Uh, you know Charlie Woods, obviously. obviously. I, know, I don't know Charlie Woods. Everybody. I mean, literally, he is the, the best golfer on the he's planet. The be- yeah, he is. So Under 12. Char- Charlie Woods, he has a dad. 
called Tiger or something. Oh, Tiger? Yeah, I know. Okay. It won't catch on. No, of course it won't. <laughs> um, yes, it was unbelievable. And basically, it is... There's no handicaps, I don't think, is there? I don't really know how it all so kind of works, it's, the format. It's um, Texas Scramble. Yes. And the, the juniors or whatever, all the amateur play off a forward tee. I feel like they just call it a scramble in America, though, don't Do they? they? Yeah. Yeah, I feel, yeah, they do, actually, I suppose. Probably because... Well, why do we call it Texas Scramble? I don't know, because it's an American thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's different tees, but I don't know at what point... It's almost like how we call it the Open. They call it the British Open. Well, by the way, actually, right, let me just come on something. I took a picture of this. I was so chuffed with the weekend... At the weekend, do you ever watch like a TV program, a quiz program? There's a golf question on. Oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a question. Sometimes there's a, I start yeah, sweating. Though, a, I'm like, right, listen, I listen to this. Are you ready for this now? So there's a program. I don't know if you've ever seen it on BBC called The Wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sit I've in the middle. Yeah, 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 Michael McIntyre presents. Yeah, it's it. brilliant. And it's quite. I can't. If you've never seen it, it's quite a complex show to explain. But basically, there was a guy. He had. He he, he got. Basically, there's three contestants, and yeah. it, you pop up randomly if you're going to be taking part or not i'm not no just yeah it's that a just quiz show. yeah it's, it's a, a quiz, quiz show. show a guy had one question to win 92 grand no 92 way. grand you ready for this there was a question with four possible answers okay. and there See was categories beforehand so there was golf randomly popped That's up. Mad. Uh, something else, something else, something else. And who was the golf expert there wasn't one because it was the very end you see so ah. this was just that potluck and the question so it's golf it come on golf. right okay. okay i don't mind golf oh i don't God. mind golf the question come up which of the four major golf championships that make up the four majors is held at the same golf course every year? All right, okay. So obviously the US Open, the British Open, they called it, the Masters or the PGA. So obviously straight away, the Masters. You got it right and won 92 grand. It's weird how they call it the British Open. I know. There, though, it? Yeah. Well done. But yeah. I feel like really, when there's a golf question comes on, I really, really like it. I, I kind of panic a little bit, though. I know, well. I did, just in case you like, don't know the answer. Like, do a question of sport yeah. when they come up with a golf one. I'm like, right, this is me. Yeah. I don't, I don't Ian know Ian Baker one. Finch <laughs> from the 1977 <laughs> Open. Da, da, da. It's like, what, what, what club did he hit into the third hole? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, but back to Charlie. Yes. So I think what it is, is that the, the pros go off as the, the back tees, and then the amateurs go off a forward tee. I don't know at what point that, because John, little John Daly is about 15. How old is he, actually? He's, about, he's a bit older than that. Um, but he hits it a mile, so I don't know if he still went off the very forward tee or not. I wasn't paying that but what, much attention. What about like Gary Player? What tee does he play? Yeah, off? I don't know. Or like Lee Trevino. I know he's eighteen, little John Daly. Yeah, I thought it was nearly. Um, anyway, little John Daly and Big John Daly won it. Yes, uh, by two, I think in the yeah, end. In the end, yeah. And Tiger and Charlie Woods came second. Yeah, I believe Charlie Woods is absolutely unbelievable. Um, his well, swing is just outstanding. Well, I feel like we've got a lot to dive into here now. And this is why I wanted to push it back and not pre-record this the week before, because we wouldn't be able to speak about any of this. First off, Tiger Woods was back. Yes. A lot better than I think he's letting on to most people. I want to agree, but I also want to disagree. Because his swing looked nice. Yeah. He's played in a cart, a buggy. Yeah, yeah. And towards the end, I could see some grimace in his face. Oh, yeah. But so, I, think he, I think he puts that on. Maybe, maybe he is. Well. Maybe he is. I think... I mean, one of the driver shots, he hit like 174 miles per hour ball speed. Yeah, still pretty good, isn't it? Using a new driver, tailor-made, unreleased driver. I think we can mention that now to some degree because they've said there's certain bits in the press. Well, it's a stealth driver. Yeah. Um, I might have my hands on him already. I might already be testing him. You might see the video at the start of January. That's yes to all those things. By the way. <laughs> um, so he had that in the bag. Um, and I, I, just their chemistry. The, seeing them on the golf course together is amazing. Seeing Tiger as a dad and, and kind of seeing how Charlie is just a mini version of Tiger. Yeah. In every way. Golf swings, mannerisms banter like yeah. you saw him having a bit of banter with like justin thomas yeah. early in the week it's just tight it's like a mini tiger i feel like i've got a little kind of mixed views on this though a little bit on the whole charlie thing like, 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 yeah. no it, don't be wrong i absolutely was glued to the screen and i really thought he, he was his golf swing looks fantastic um some of his golf shots that he hit were unbelievable. Yeah. And certainly that one on that 17th, the par three, 169 yards or 67 yards, like a, an iron, Four iron to like f six foot or whatever. And a box was, it. Yeah, himself. that was a phenomenal golf shot. The way he hits his driving, see the speed he's got through the ball, he's, he's absolutely... He doesn't miss a fairway. No. Ever. I mean, if that was any 12-year-old child and you saw them playing golf, you'd be unbelievably impressed. Oh, so ridiculous. Obviously, the fact his Tiger's son adds to that, but it was, it was phenomenal. The only thing I feel a little bit unsure on 
And obviously Tiger must have thought about this in, in massive depth to, to, to put him on this year and last year playing the tournament. I feel like there's a lot of pressure for a 12-year-old child. And yeah. last year he was obviously 11 years old. And, what, and when I say pressure, I mean not so much well in his performance, yes. But you saw him walking from green to tea and some people come, come on, Charlie. And it was done really endearing and people really supporting him and he probably quite enjoyed it. sounded like that. a lot of kids shouting as well. Yeah, which is really good. And it's it's got to be great for the game of golf to see people enjoying it together and stuff. I just worry, or not worry, I just wonder at what point does that become too much? Mm. Like the amount of coverage he got, and kind of rightly so, Tiger's a legend of the game and it's great to see him back and with his son. But you said he's a mini Tiger and he is like, but is he going to want to grow up Always been his dad's shadow. Like there's gonna, he's gonna he is gonna be no matter how good he is. There's gonna be some level yeah. of his dad's shadow forever. And unless he goes on to win twenty majors, well, yeah. But even then, people say, "Oh, but Tiger, well, if he hadn't had his injuries, would have been better." <laughs> and you just think for twelve. I mean, think about twelve. When you're twelve, you're in year seven at oh, high no. school. It's very, very young to have all those eyeballs. So I just don't know. I, I, I loved watching him, and I'd love to, I'd watch him every week because it was so fascinating. But I just wonder. Is there any negative in putting a child like that in so much? You hear about child actors and stuff getting, you know, often in life there's some negative that come with that. I just wonder, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's obviously something that that could potentially affect him. It doesn't seem to do. He seems to just take it in his stride and he doesn't seem to get nervous. He doesn't seem to be like bothered about all these people shouting his name and so no. much expectation. He's playing in front of camera. I mean, he's better than me. <laughs> he's better than me playing there in that situation he's better than me without question he's 12 years old I just can't wait to see what happens in the future oh, I, I, I really I'm, can't no I 100% it's just it's more so with like on the golf course he appeared to be so confident and calm yeah. in the way he played but and maybe he's too young to even have any and I hope he is too young to have any care. You just think like there will be some negatives on social media about him. Definitely. I've seen, I've seen some. I saw somebody say, "Oh, he's not even that good for his age group." And then somebody else said, "Oh, no, he is. He's won loads of tournaments." Yeah, so, yeah. so I don't know. I've not looked into it enough. But I don't know. I just think there's always a. You have to be to some point careful, don't you? He's yeah. Twelve years old, like yeah, definitely. One of the things that I wrote after watching it all, and I, I genuinely believe this, but it got a bit of negativity. I put something along the lines, love watching it, blah, blah, blah. I love seeing Tiger and Charlie. It was amazing. And I put something like, Tiger is golf. Yeah. And it got a lot of negative comments. Oh, t- Tiger's not golf. I wouldn't have watched that tournament if it weren't for Tiger. Mm. I-, I watched that event because of Tiger. Like, as much as Ti- maybe Tiger isn't golf, for viewing, I will flick on the TV if I know he's playing. 100%. I think I would put a caveat and say Tiger is professional golf. I would think that I love Tiger, as you know, and I know some people don't because of his, his, his things he's done in his personal life, whatever, but I, I absolutely adore him. But I think if you think about today, it's what it's December, it's 21st of December as we're doing this, it's it's cold, it's wet outside. But at my home golf club, I can guarantee there'll probably be a group of four ladies going playing golf with the power caddies and having a yeah. great time in Natter and a cup of tea afterwards. They don't care about Tiger Woods. They might like him and watch him every now and again, but they're not playing golf with a Tiger. They'll be playing with the motor caddies, by the way. Motor caddies, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I, do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Maybe. So maybe, like, maybe I said that a bit too kind of ambitiously, but it's more like I just feel like he inserts energy into oh, golf. Oh, into professional golf, a hundred percent. But but I'm not even sure, like if that kind of rubbed on me. Even yesterday, playing not. The, I played well, but as in like, I was more excited about playing golf on Monday after seeing him on Sunday. Yeah. I was more, because I don't know, I, I don't know what it is. It's just something about seeing him playing the way he plays and the way he hits it and his legacy and everything else and seeing him with his son. Just like, oh God, it's, it's so impressive. The only thing I do get, and I, again, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. If, if there was an option to just, just have watched Tiger and his son, I'd have pressed that option. Yeah, yeah, I'd have watched, I would have only watched them. Yeah. Sounds I mean, bad, that's the coverage anyway, really. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I also get when people get a bit frustrated that they want to watch more of like yeah. John Daly and his son yeah. who actually won it. You have not already the, yeah. So, although I don't, I'm not on that side, I can understand how people do sometimes get frustrated when Tiger plays a tournament. It's often very much heavy on, heavy on him, even yeah. if he's not doing that well. Yeah. Well, you don't see the actual winners, but no. I'd watch Tiger do every shot. Yeah. You hardly saw any of like uh, Justin Thomas and Mike Thomas. That's it. And they, I think they came third. Yeah. You hardly saw any of like Faldo and his son or play a little bit of player and his son, but nothing much like, so no, no VJ. Not, no, no, that's, I'm actually very annoyed about that. But do you think though, like the whole Tiger is golf thing again, 
it depends how literally you, literally you take that. But <clears throat> is that a negative to some degree? That like you're feeling that inspired after watching Tiger, which I don't blame you to do. But you know, in reality, we've got five or ten years left of Tiger at this I level. Know. It scares me. What happens after that? I don't know. Charlie, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it does you know, scare me. It like golf watching golf this year and I think I've watched quite a lot this year to be honest but I honestly believe if Tiger was playing this year more I'd have played I'd have watched double the amount of golf mm. and maybe been inspired more to go and play even more to get even better I don't know I don't know what it what it is it might just be my own personal opinion on it obviously but um do you think though as much as again I'm, I always feel like I have to caveat these things because I'm a massive Tiger fan because I know sometimes people watch these clips on, on YouTube or whatever and they might say oh you're a hater which is ridiculous because I absolutely love him but do you think that when Tiger's been off before and then come back everybody including again myself gets so so excited and they'll always watch the first tournament back Rick's just blowing his nose um, I have to tell everyone <laughs> well I just thought it was a bit random if you're watching or you, well, if you're listening it's like <laughs> Rick's just stopped blowing his nose um, <laughs> thanks for the commentary it's alright he's put the tissue on the floor um <laughs> I was going to say, no, but do you think after, so I know what you're saying about Tiger being back, you watch more golf, but do you think that's because he's been gone? When Tiger's in a season where he's actually played a lot, I don't think you've watched every week because Tiger's there. Do you think the novelty wears off again? You get used to it? Maybe. Maybe. I'd say. Well, let's have a look. So when when was, is it Tiger Woods 20, when was he injured? He had his car crash in February. So that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. So... I just have to, just have to fill for a second here. Why I have a look. Hi everyone. How's everyone doing? Everyone ready for Christmas? You all bought your presents. Um, also, just a quick one. I, some of you might really not like this. Um, after today's podcast, we're going to have a break. I, I'm sorry. I know. Listen, nothing we can do about it. So we're probably going to be back on like the 11th of January. So yeah, just thought I'd sneak that in there now. So in 2018, Tiger played 18 events. Okay. Do you reckon you watched all 18? Uh, did you watch the Quicken Loans National? Yeah. Did he go 68, 67? No, he didn't. 72? Yeah, no. Miss <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean a bit pedantic here. I don't know if that's the phrase. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But like, he played 18 events then. In 2017, he played... Oh, he, wasn't, he didn't play many, actually. He only played one, I think. 2019, he played 12. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In 2020, 
he played seven. So you do massively feel now like you're missing him, which obviously we are. But then when he actually is there, yeah, maybe. you watch it every week. Maybe don't. Maybe I don't. I will do if he comes back. Yeah, every event. You've got to watch every event. You know what you have to do now? So when Tag comes back to prove your point and, and prove me wrong, you've got to watch Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week every of every event. Week, every week every single shot. Every shot. Okay. Every shot. You can, you can quiz me on it at the end of the year. Perfect. <laughs> um, so we are, I said, there's a couple of weeks off now. So by the time we come back, it will be new driver season. It will. And there is a lot to get excited about. There is, yeah. I think we hinted at it last week, maybe. Um, your major manufacturers, TaylorMade, Callaway, have got something new. Mm-hmm. So have Cobra. Um, Ping don't normally really start the year. They might not even release next year. And is it tight this year, next year? Um, I can't think we're will, up to uh, the tight list. Well, no. yeah, because, no, no, it will be end be, yeah. of next year, yeah. It will, yeah. yeah. So maybe every single manufacturer will release a new driver next yeah, year. wow. Of the main major brands, um, yeah. There's been a couple of testing sessions so far with a few of the drivers. Um, again, reviews will be coming start of the year. Well, you've fully tested one of them so far, yes. haven't you? And after this, after this podcast ends, we're going to be filming the actual body of the review of said driver. Correct. Um, yeah, we can't say too much. Yeah, it's a bit hard to because we, we basically we have to do. You might know or might not know. We have to do like embargoes. And you have to sign like a non-disclosure agreement up until that point to say you can't talk about the technology. If things like the Termade Stealth gets leaked, we can say it's the Termade Stealth, but we can't talk anything about the material, yeah. the technology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for those. One thing we've not touched about, and I think a lot of people will still obviously remember this because it went out last week, the Tommy Fleetwood video. Oh. Your friend of mine. Well, it's only your friend. You've got my WhatsApp now and stuff, haven't you? Our, all our friends now. I I did a tweet about this, and it was a bit like, what was the what was the word? I, bit not cringy, but what what was the what kind of word to explain my tweet about him? When you you can the one I said about how good he is, like not at golf as a per, it's a bit like not sucky up because I know you wouldn't see it, but basically I did a tweet and said I've been lucky enough to meet slash work with some amazing golfers in the past, which I have at this job and my old job. But I have to say, Tommy Fleetwood was exceptional. He couldn't do enough for us, and he was really so down to earth. That tweet actually did really well for me. I think you liked it, so it helped. 298 likes. <coughs> I don't want to flex, but... Um, Tommy like it? No. Oh. Um, don't like Tommy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> never um, liked him. Never liked him. And there's a nice picture of him with our team. But I think when we film with, like some of these tours that we filmed with and they've all that fit, as I wrote that I actually don't want to look bad because Mimu Lee was fantastic of Sam course. Horsfield was fantastic and they truthfully were they were great lads and Sam Horsfield in particular I've kind of semi-kept in touch with and I wish him all the best and Mimu Lee was so so good and but there was something extra about Tommy that it was I can't quite but <sighs> I think with Mimu Lee and someone like Sam certainly those two they're kind of very early in their careers yes that's a good point and they're quite young and, and they're quite kind of fresh faced and bushy tailed like they couldn't do enough to please I think we us. always expected that to some degree yeah, maybe and, or and I did they were, and they were fans of the channel yeah that's like, true certainly Min Woo Lee and, and Sam both real big fans of the channel where like Tommy he is a he's a big name in the world of golf like he's got as high as number 10 in the world yeah you know, he's challenged for major tournaments. Very he's true. won big events. He's been there and won Ryder Cups. So I think because of that, all of that um, pedigree, for him to just rock up twice, by the way, yeah. to to film with us was phenomenal. It really was. I, he did a two-hour podcast, which I think a lot of people enjoyed. I'm sure he did. And he, he kind of was happy to do more if he wanted to. We did a really cool coaching video, which actually not been released yet. It's coming out soon. The first time we went there, it was snowing, so we had to cancel, rearrange, and he he, he was true to his word. Yeah. Because I, I thought there might have been a bit, oh, as soon as we ever start to like rearrange things, people might be able to cancel. It's a dead easy cop-out for him, oh, isn't it? Oh, he could have got COVID or Just something a, else. A dead, easy, a dead easy way of getting out of it and going, oh, I'm really sorry, guys. Should we, should we film it in the new year? Yeah. Like he could have easily yeah. done all that, but he didn't. He still rocked up Friday after. It wasn't great weather. He pitched up, and he was so eager to film and he play. Was phenomenal, wasn't he? Yeah, 
Like the so weather bad. was so bad uh, when, when we first arrived at JCB that second time, and and he was like, oh, it'll be. It was optimistic. Yeah. And again, it would have been so easy for him to go, ah, oh, lads, I'm not really into this today. I'm going to shoot. We'll do it. An- we'll do it another time. And we w- we wouldn't have had the leg to stand on. We had to go. Okay, <laughs> like, but he, he there. He, he it took us ages to film because it does sometimes. We're out there for like five hours playing golf, freezing cold, um, raining, carrying his own bag. Did you see a comment about that in the group? People really like that, didn't they? And I get it. You don't see it very often, do you? No, you almost never see it. We know what I think's mad. I think we said this when we may be filming with Sam Horsfield, that when you see a torpor like Tommy and he's carrying his own bag, it looks weird. And obviously it looks weird because of the fact normally you see him with Finno carrying of his course. big tour bag. But actually these guys have played more golf as amateurs as most people play in their life. Yeah. Like Tommy Fleetwood's probably carried his bag more times than most people have ever played he golf. Because he's played, not seen him. Yeah, because he's played golf from being eight to 18 amateur yeah. Yeah. every weekend, every yeah. week. Like... You forget that it's even like sounds silly, like taking the flag out and stuff. You almost think, oh yeah, knows where to put the flag. Yeah. Obviously, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? He's been doing it for so long. He knows long how to repair his own divot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, God, he knows how to rake a bunker. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, of course, he does. Yeah, yeah. that's that's quite quite true. But um, what what were you most impressed with? So apart from him as a person, because mm-hmm. we can set up another society. Yes, we've got VJ and, and Tommy. Tommy Fleetwood yeah. Society. I'll be president of VJ. You can be president of Tommy. Tommy Fleetwood Appreciation Society. Yeah. What do you think was so good about his game? Um, yeah, okay. Well, several things, obviously, as to expect. But really what stood out to me was his driving, even on the practice ground beforehand, he hit a couple. Um, it was just always straight. Yeah. Even if he didn't quite catch it, his worst one was a Healy one that would just fade off 20 yards. Yeah. Um, his lag putting was phenomenal. His yeah. pace. Every yeah. putt had just a perfect pace. It did. Um, and his ball striking, which is what he's... I mean, I did some research on him after, probably stupidly after the podcast. should have done it beforehand, really. Uh, what what his strengths actually were. And in, in, from most seasons, hitting greens. Greens and regulations yeah. were on the top on the European Tour. But the one shot that absolutely stood out... Because often when you see a tour pro, maybe not at Tommy's level, but like a middle-of-the-range tour pro, you'll watch them. And most of the shots they do, you think... If I had 20 goes that shot, I might do it once. Yeah. So when you see, like, if you saw a, a guy who's a kind of, not always, but a run-of-the-mill European tour pro, sounds harsh in run-of-the-mill, but you know yeah. what I mean, I could hit a drive like they could once in every 20, and you of could course. do it as well. Like, of course. Not, not every time, not under the pressure, but I could actually do that shot. Um, but then there's other levels of golfers where you just can't. And Tommy hit a 5-iron on hole 14, didn't he? The par yeah. 3 yeah. to, like, 3-foot or whatever it was. I can't hit that shot. I mean, you can't hit that shot. Like, it, it's it, just... It I was so it. straight. It it was high. The speed as well. Oh. Really, really high in the sky. It stopped on a sixpence. Like he needed to make birdie. Yeah. So he, he there was an added bit of pressure there for him. It was not pressure, but there is a bit there. Um, for me, there's a couple of things. It, it was his. He, he was longer off the team than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, hundred percent. There was a couple of times where I smoked a driver and he was still 30, 40 past me, yeah. which I was like, God. I mean, I was asking him what his club head speed was and he says he normally cruises at like 120 miles per hour. Fast, isn't it? And I'm there at like 110, 111. Got nine miles per hour yeah, on me. And he's flushing out of the centre. Absolutely in the middle. Uh, his strike off wet, kind of um, soggy lies. Yeah. Like, there was a couple of times where he was in you know, like a bit of a soggy fair because it was wet, it had been raining, and he still just Crisp, hit it yeah. as pure as he could. Yeah. And a couple of those three woods that he hit that was like came out like a bullet, yeah, like on the part on the long par five, yeah, it was the, like the little ten did he do it on? It's really amazing ball flight. Um, and then, like I say, he just he, he I think he gets a bit of bad press for his putting, but he put it really oh, nicely. Well, that's it. Like I said, then about that thing, you could do it one out of ten. There's well, there's obviously several reasons why tour pros are tour pros, but one is they hit amazing shots a lot of the time, which is why, again, we might do it one in 20, they do it 17 out of 20 or 18 out of 20, whatever. But, like I said, his ability to hit shots are just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and as well, watching around that golf course, it's a tough course. It never felt like it's ever going to do anything massively wrong. No. Like, there's and never a worry on any shot. He shot level par and quite easily could have shot five under round there. Oh, yeah. Like, level par was the worst round he would have had, I think. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Want it. But what, what's interesting as well is that, although he shot level par, and I, I think it comes across in that video, people know that course a bit now, and this certainly holds it 17 with all the water. It's obvious how hard it is. That is a hard golf course. Yeah. That level par in those conditions off those back tees, 
I would say, I know it's hard to say this, but would be a 500, a normal park run so. course. Does oh, that easily, make sense? Yeah. Like, well, if he played the same golf there as he did at... Well, I'll tell you what, this is probably not far off. I shot 10 over at JCB. Mm-hmm. I think I hit it pretty much the same yesterday at St. Anne's Old Links and shot 300. Yeah, there you go. I honestly do. So I honestly think he would have probably been 10 on the round sent on Zold Link yeah. yesterday, if not more. There would have been no, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the big, like, that's the way to be able to kind of address it. Didn't really. you say he texted you saying he enjoyed the video as well? He loved it. Honestly, loved it. I told him that it was trending number seven. That was really good. On YouTube. And he said, Is that good? I went, He said, Is that in golf? Oh. I went, No, that's in the world of YouTube. Yeah. Like, that's massive. Um, he's, he said, he got, He's got, believe it or not, he's, he's actually received loads of really good messages about oh, it that's good. as well. Um, yeah, really good. The comments have been outstanding. Some of the best comments I've ever, ever, ever seen on the YouTube channel. And currently right now, it's only about three days. It's had uh, nearly 800,000 views. Well, thanks everybody for watching and commenting. It yeah. does, it's it's great when we have these kind of ideas. Because I think as well, we could have done any video with Tom, it would have done well. But although it seems a simple concept, there was quite a lot of thought went into that idea, wasn't yeah, there? We, yeah. we didn't just think, because initially it was going to be Tommy playing his own, you walking around. It was going to be you just playing and just It, it was going to be a bit like a Sam Horsfield video. Yeah. But at JCB with Tommy. Which would have been good, yeah. but wouldn't have been as good as this. So it's good that, because... That, Evenings at the title sounds ridiculous. The title's so simple. It's can I beat Tommy Fleetwood if I start ten under par? Yeah, that's but that took a lot of time. So <laughs> all these elements and the, you know all it's it's nice and all these kind of pieces of the pie come together. Yeah, people I, enjoy it. I got some messages from like people in the industry, golf industry, that just said they absolutely loved it, which is great. Great to hear. Do you want a few questions? Let's do it. Um, so I put a thing on Instagram asking for questions, and um, we have had a a lot. Which is, which is nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> right on topic, from dstags underscore, does Charlie Woods win a major before he's 25? Um, hard to say, but yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the pressure on the 12-year-old, but yes, he absolutely will. Um, no, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, also a nice one from Steve Winnerton, I think it is. Who was your favourite guest on the podcast of 2021? Um, who's my favourite guest? Think, think. We've had some really good ones, haven't we? We have. Was Robbo this year? Was that last year? Robbo was this year, I think. Uh, I don't know. Let's have a look. At the Marriott. Yeah, it was. It would have been. Um, who's been my favourite guest? Have you got one? Um, there's been a lot of different ones, hasn't there? Different stories to tell. I thought, um, like David Cannon was really good. Amazing. Um, obviously Phil Kenyon was great. Um, Tommy, Sam, Sam Horsfield, Minwoo Lee Hayden. was good. Min, it's yeah. hard to say, isn't it? Really, that's a really good. Like guess, Sophie Walker's been great. John Robinson's always been really good. They've all got different kind of stories to tell, so it's hard to. I feel like it was one guest that I kept. I was so interested to find out about their world. Probably, probably a bit of Phil, Phil Kenyon, weirdly. Yeah, because I was so interested about his world and how yeah. it works. I kind of feel like I should know about it, but I know nothing about it. Um, the interesting thing with guests is though and what's good about having a guest on is you could do one with a person and people some people think it's the best one ever and other people aren't as keen and then yeah. the next week people you know what I mean it, can, it depends on what that individual who's listening is into yeah, even like tubes and ange quite another question for you then who's got the best hair out of all the guests uh, oh, probably between Dan Whitaker mm-hmm. and Tommy okay I'll probably give it to Dan. Well, that's quite bad, actually, because it was actually James Robinson that asked that question. Oh. I hoping you would say him. So, no, James, unfortunately, you've not. He's got third. The best. Yeah, you're third. And he's got good hair, but he's third in the list. Well, somebody's put, D Sumner's put, why do you guys always film in a hat? Get one that suits you. Well, Rick's not wearing a hat today. And kind um, of suits him. The reason I'm wearing my hat, I'll show you now. I'm not having my hair cut. And look how bad it is. It's like wet and back. It's terrible. I need to get it cut before Christmas. So look, that guy. What does it look like? Should not be showing this on camera. If you are listening to the podcast and you want to see what I look like, by the way, it sounds weird. No headphones on. Sounds like a nineties. Um, you're like a nineteen sixties gang- gangster. Well, that's kind of what I'd like to be known as. <laughs> um, oh, this is a nice one from Charlie Evans. That sounds a bit camp, then, isn't it? This is a nice one. <laughs> Favorite putter of all time. Um, two ball. I'll just see two ball. Ah, oh, a very good question as well from M. E. I've got some really good questions here. Actually, here we go. Um, is Rick hungover? Now, 
I'm thinking a little bit, yes, that's where this cold has come from, actually, that he's a bit bit rough, but... Um, I was in bed at half nine last night, mm. so I think I slept it off. Yeah, good answer. Uh, Ollie Chandler said, are we getting any videos of Rick's lesson with Phil Kenyon? Uh, we might do something with it, yes. We have filmed it, haven't we? It's just trying to make that into a really powerful video. Yeah. We, I mean, we were talking about even redoing it again because I think we missed a lot of things that first time, annoyingly. So it, it's in the bank at the moment, but it might never see the light of day. Question for you and for me from F Nicholson 18 Top three favourite golf YouTube channels from from us? Uh, Rick Shields Golf Show. Yeah. Rick Shields main channel. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can only do two. Okay. Now, uh, who's my favourite channels? Stat Golf. Yeah, they're quite good. I like them. Stat Golf. So they're probably up there. It's a dead weird one with Stat Golf because I don't know why I like it, but I just do. I just, it's just wholesome. Yeah, no, it I is. just like their go chemistry. Around, it's a husband and wife to go around to like thrift shops and charity shops in America and yeah. buy clubs for cheap. I, I really, really good. Like they inspired it. our videos at Andrews when yeah, we went yeah. to the thrift shops. I think. Um, Scratch golf when it's Eric Anders Lang who's adventures in golf. Yes. It's weird for me because I used to be addicted to adventures in golf and watch every one and now I kind of dip in and out. They've become a bit longer form and like half an hour long and they're very deep in the storytelling. Yeah. But every now and again, I'll get one. I watched the one at Royal Wimbledon, is it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. really got into that. But I don't watch every one. I'm trying to think what else. There's loads of great channels. I don't want to put them in an order because people will be like, oh, you didn't no, say this one. But uh, I think what Good Good are doing, really good. I don't watch everything, but I think what they've doing his collection is really exciting bring, really kind of bringing a youth element to it as well which is good makes me feel very old i think that the, again the well yeah the, the beauty this is why i love youtube is that you can watch somebody who has got like good good who half a million subscribers unbelievably well produced videos great golfers kind of you can really see who they're appealing to and then you can click another thumbnail and watch a video of guys got five thousand subs it's a bit rough and ready on an iphone and you can equally buy into the persona and character and story as well somebody else i don't there's an obsession with people with hats somebody else said wise guy got a hat on inside i don't understand this whole thing of inside i kind of semi get in a clubhouse where you're sometimes supposed to take it off yeah yeah but i don't get why we're not inside that's a a a very old school thing somebody else's day was saying in the group i say pants instead of trousers again that's an americanism but it's not in the northwest certainly where i live people call them pants yeah yeah I'll, that I'll before. mix between. Yeah, I don't, trousers. trousers just feels... They just don't say it right. I don't think I ever say trousers now. I just said it. You used to me on getting some golf trousers. You it sounded like posh. On. Oh, yeah, I think I'd say pants. Golf, I need to order some golf pants. Oh, yeah, I would. What well, do you say, Matt? Yeah, Matt would pants. say pants, so that's what Matt says. Matt's hard, Matt so is really listen hard. to it. <laughs> um, there's a, there's, honestly, there really is. Um, how to confront a cheat from Cameron Newton. Might not... Shouldn't have probably said his name, but how do you confront a cheat? <laughs> Um, you know he punch cheats, don't you? Yeah. Listen, There's a little left jab normally. Correct. Yeah. yeah, a little dead arm. So don't do that again, please. Because, you, yeah, you never do a full haymaker, just a little... Don't get caught again. Yeah. Do it, but just don't get caught again. What does Rick want for Christmas? A Peloton. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I kind of say it, but I don't. You won't use it. I think I'd want a Peloton tread. Yeah. But, but again, I still wouldn't you... use it now, do you? That's the thing with gym equipment, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I want a golf game. What a short game. So I've had a question from Josh Crawford, 17, saying, Guy, just wondering, how do you pull your wife? Big respect. Punching, big dog. The way I pulled my wife was by kind of not DMing other men with comments like that, really. Asking, <laughs> how did you pull your wife? Probably just, just went out and chatted to girls normally rather than DMing other blokes asking. <laughs> That's how I did it, to be honest. Um, let's have a look at his wife, though, to see what his wife looks like. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, but I can't do it. Onto his thing. I thought oh, you were touch screen in your laptop then. No, I've, um, let's have a look at Josh Crawford's wife. <laughs> yeah, I can't find oh. him. So, this is what you get if you want to message about my wife, Josh. Because I think he, has, he is married by the looks of things. So, let's have a look. It's very engaging um, content oh, yeah, for everyone. Um, yeah, I think you're also punching Josh as well. That looks of things. Do I have a quick look? It's only somebody's private profile, but you can just see in the. Th- oh, yeah, decent. But what would be more until if I said, oh, no, you're not punching Josh, your wife's minging. <laughs> but I never get that when people say, punch. it's just entry-level banter and people say, oh, whenever you put a picture on with your wife, people yeah. say you're punching. Yeah, well, that's why I do but, it. Well, yeah, but what, what do people like? <laughs> what, 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 is that supposed to be a joke? I know it's done in jest. But, it's amazing how many we get. I get. But it's, it's rubbish banter, but also it's not an insult. And it's like, 
Well, I was debating getting an ugly wife. I thought, no, well, I won't. Also, Last minute, what, I decided what, not what are they to. Say, are they saying that I'm ugly? Because that's sometimes how I'd read it. Well, like, even so, if you're... You're punching, well, okay. So, am I am I too ugly for my wife? That's what you're saying. But I also understand it, because if if, if it's a straight male that's commenting on your post, they're going to find your wife more attractive than they find you. I, you'd think so. Yeah. So, it, th- you're always going to be punching. Quite a big, big appeal, but yeah, you'd think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, just, it's just, I don't, it's how, I don't it mind those comments, it? but it's like... If someone said, oh, your wife's a dog, then they'd be like, oh, Christ, that's really insulting. That's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> but saying you're punching, it's like saying, you've got a nice car. Yeah. Yeah. You don't deserve that car. You're yeah. too ugly to drive that car. Yeah. You're yeah. a good golfer. Like, uh, it's weird on that, isn't it? Yeah. So if you want to DM stuff like that, you will get called out from now on. We're going to have a new section. Oh, we'll have a new section calling people out. Last five minutes. Punching section. <laughs> um, have we got a dear Rick or a condemn or a... I've not got that far today, Rick. Um, bear with me. Um, just, this is um, a proper Christmas special. This, this is just it? one where we've just gone off. I must admit, I sat down this morning and I thought I'd pad it out so much I didn't have to bother looking through the emails. It sounds really bad that's all the people that have sent them. I'm joking. Uh, we have got loads of good ones. Let me find a good one. The problem is with forgive... All right. Should I tell you what then? Should I go off... The, I should just... Oh, this is a long Just one. read one. I'll pick... Oh, that's really long. Um... I know oh, that, that is ludicrously wrong. Let me find a good one. Well, not even a good one. Let me find one so that I'll read tip, out. Don't make them too long. The people honestly think I'm going to read it, like, five paragraphs. Well, I, t- I try and read as many as I can, and I respond to as many as I can as well. It's just that, like this, when it's off the cuff, um, it's hard. Have you yeah. got anything else to say? To yeah, we're going to Vegas, by the way. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Next week. Or next year. Yeah, it is next year. Uh, we might be going to Vegas next week next year so look out for some content coming from vegas if your covid carries on you're not going to go in though at this rate <laughs> I'm glad you, did you actually test yourself this morning yeah, absolutely i must admit <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to not sniffle we've had issues with sniffles recently um there was a point where like the, the line the red line kind of faded down a little bit and I thought well that's a bit worrying but it all went to just one solid line <laughs> you do sound very full of it um the problem I'm having here and I'm looking at the emails is a lot of the emails were people trying to win the head cover which is really great we got loads um and because of that I'm struggling to find I'll tell you what then anyway for next for next podcast whenever that when's that going to be now a couple of weeks um, we would love you to send more in. So podcast at rickshields.com. And one thing I wanted to mention as well, I've, had, I've seen some people saying that their emails have bounced back. I imagine it's because people are spelling Shields wrong. Yeah. So make sure it's obviously rick, S-H-I-E-L-S.com. So it's podcast at rickshields.com. Um, it's that simple. Easy. Um, right. I need to find one. I really... need to. How long have we done, Matt? Oh, so you've had more Facebook. Um, I, in fact, no, I, there we go. I knew I'd done something else. So I put on the Facebook group people's favourite moments of the last year on the podcast. Oh, nice. Um, Let me, I'll read some. We've had 29 comments, so oh. not been that many nice moments. But <laughs> People aren't that bothered. Um, Can I have a read some? Yeah, yeah. Have you got give me, it? Give me a minute, give me a minute. Find out, find out, Okay. Uh, Tommy. Right. Let's read a few. Uh, David says, guys, northern accent with the pie oh, yeah. in, in the oven. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, banter men, weren't we? When Rick thought he was going to turn pro badminton. Yep. yep. That's gone now. Badminton's gone. Well, we had an email at badminton as well, haven't we? If we talk about that, we're we not going to go. But no? we've booked it. Have we booked it? Yeah. Booked the it. Final. So, because Rick's a badminton addict and he's mentioned badminton a number of times on the podcast, we've had an invite from England badminton to the, what, final? The major major final <laughs> um yeah so it's gonna be exciting i think that'd be really good i think badminton would be a good sport to watch actually and actually annoyingly i had a tweet off a guy the day um i think he's a, a listener and a fan obviously so it was kind of not too um offensive but he said let me see if you can find it now um bear with me so a guy um said why What's with the constant badminton jibes? Ever played it at elite level? Question mark. Or even watched it in elite level? I was like, there's no jibes here. I said, Rick yeah. has recently started to play badminton. We talk about it a lot, arguably too much for a golf podcast. And he said, I know, but whenever you chat about it on the podcast, it always seems as you're belittling it as a sport. All good if not. 
Yeah, it's all good then. Yeah, it's all all good. (laughs) I'm glad it's all good, but like, I was worried it wasn't going to be all good for a minute. But Uh, Nick Kay, who is an avid commenter on the podcast group, thanks, Nick. He's put Nick uh, Rick hard without a doubt. But basically, when you and Rick just chat utter nonsense (laughs) every week, then (laughs) always been my favourite part of the episodes. Um, Richard has said the live show was pretty good. To be fair. Oh, thanks. It was all right. Uh, Rick putting out... Oh, this is quite a good one. Steve uh, said, doesn't quite make sense to the podcast, though. Rick putting out videos on how not to miss short puts after seeing him miss two sitters at JCB. Nothing to do with podcast. Um, Gavin Lee said, Guy Chonic, your inability to say words. I've got no idea what you're talking about, Gavin Lee. Delusional. Someone's put that time Rick had that guest on who was talking about golf. No, they've not. Yeah, uh, I found a. These comments are terrible. Why do people? Why do people think they're funny? Do you want to hear an unvetted golf um, confession? Do it. Right, this is unvetted, so it could be. I kind of want it to be bad now because it'd be funny. At my workplace, golf exploded over the past year. We have players that constantly shoot par. We have middle of the road players, and then players that will lose twenty five plus balls around. Sometimes we all go and play as a group between six and eight players, but it takes all day. My golf confession is that sometimes when they ask me to come along to play with the guys, I lie and say I can't go and go to another course in the opposite direction of where they are going. I take the extreme of making sure that I don't Snapchat or post on social media of where I'm playing that day. What wow. do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite extreme, isn't it? I think that's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I can forgive him for that. Yeah. Right, we wrap it. What, my Christmas present? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? A few. No, I'm not getting you. In general, um, I would like um, people to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Oh. I would like it if people leave us a five-star review or a four-star review, but not a three or two or one-star review. No, um, five or fours only. I would like the golf brands to bring out drives that are actually better than the year before. Oh. Um I would like Tiger to recover and play every event. So you have to watch every minute of every event. Every event. Um, I'd like a Scotty Cameron. Okay. Well, quite um, a lot on your list. I wouldn't use it just to play with. Okay. Just like, mess around with in the house, clean it and roll putts. Play to stop sniffling. <laughs> Sorry. That was <laughs> I thought it was quite a really quiet one, but no, it wasn't. I forgot no, I've got a microphone, no a microphone in front of my face. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you like? Name five things I want for Christmas. Uh... To hit 2 million subscribers on the main channel. Yeah. For, uh, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple man. There's not 2 million subscribers. It's yeah. not that much I know, it's like, If you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of the channel, which you subscribe, make another account. Yeah. Just what whatever. Say, say if your username is johnsmith at gmail.com. Go out and go johnsmith1 at gmail.com and subscribe. Or... You could come up with a completely alter ego. Oh, yeah. It's like the nasty comments. That'd like, be really good. You could be called, like, Joanna Smithy. Ooh. Talk to me about Joanna Smithy. She's... Um, a feisty redhead. She's divorced. Redhead. Only 42, though. 42. Three kids, divorced. Um, she has great childcare, so she goes out a lot. Yeah. Like, almost every weekend, she's out on the tiles. She's got to be cleavage. Big cleavage. <laughs> and she likes... Is it a big cleavage or just push together well? Big. Yeah, okay. Big. Really big. <laughs> <laughs> really big. She, she only likes wearing white boots. Yeah, okay. Just what that's what that's a, like a trademark. Um, is she the kind of woman where other people would say she'd eat you alive? So like someone could go, oh, she's out and go, Joanna Smithy, she'd eat you alive. She'd eat you alive. Yeah, you could say that. Um, she's, let's say, well known in her local district. Yeah. You know what that means? Uh, and has, to fund all her nightlife, she has a, a Sunday job at the pub. Okay. Where, like, when you turn up, she's the barmaid. But she's very lazy behind the bar, but the, yeah. the, the owner of the bar just can't tell. he got a bit of a thing for her, so he, yeah, he yeah. goes, oh, he, she doesn't really do anything. And his wife says, why have you got Joanna on again? She does nothing but stand there flirting. He's like, oh, well, well, she's good for the customers. She's really good. She's really good for the customers. Yeah. And she's got three kids. Little Johnny. Peter, you keep looking at her. We're giving her the eye. No, no, no. She's good with the customers. She'll eat you alive. Yeah, she would eat you alive. She'll eat you bloody alive, lad. And then she has loads of cig breaks as well. She doesn't really smoke. She only smokes when she's distressed. And then she smokes when she's at work. She gets loads of cig breaks. And she goes on to like YouTube channel. What, what, 
bar. Watching our channel. What other channel do you reckon she Does watches? she actually watch our channel, though? This is, seems like she's too far away from golf. Like, why? She's got a thing for you. That's what it is. She hates golf, but yeah. she's got a thing for you. That's what 2 million subscribers does to a woman. She was a bit of a Tommy Fleetwood fan from the Ryder Cup. Then she found the channel because of Tommy, and she now did. she's got a thing for you. She did. I had a weird one yesterday, actually. <laughs> when, I was at, when I was at St. Anne's yesterday, a few beers in, 14 yeah. off, guy comes up to me and says, uh, uh, Rick, watch your, watch your videos and stuff. Can I get a picture? I said, yeah, of course you can. It's not for me. Oh, yeah. I went, all right, okay. I think my wife's got a soft spot for you. Oh, did he? I'm like, all right. Wow. So he took a selfie with me. Maybe they might incorporate it into the bedroom somehow. <sighs> yeah. So maybe it's just, they'll get it, the picture blown up, put on the wall, and then he can walk in and go, all right, it's me and little Ricky tonight, darling. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Put your beard on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's her. Put your beard on, your hat on. Yeah. Anyway, thanks hey, for listening. Dirty hook you've got. Come on, hook it. Hook me. That was really particularly and weird and rubbish, but anyway. But set up another channel. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks, I guess. So Hopefully with some better content. Um, but no promises. You know what we could do, actually? We could kind of semi-tease. We could maybe do a Twitter space but in between now and the next podcast. No? Okay. We won't see you for two weeks. Then. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Have a good Christmas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 